This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. and I recently started playing pickleball. And if, if you don't know pickleball, pickleball is like a paddle. It's kind of a cross between ping pong and tennis. Usually play it on a uh, reconfigured tennis court. And so anyway, we started playing, didn't really know what we were doing. We're out there kind of doing it on our own. And the place that we were had something called an assessment. And the assessment was that they would take a look at you and kind of see where you were, and they would actually give you some lessons. I think their ultimate goal was to get you to take more lessons, but they they gave you some lessons. So we spent an hour with them, and when we left, we really felt a little bit more confident. We still didn't had no clue how to score, but we, we felt like we knew a little bit more about the game. And so we played with some friends who were kind of the same as as us, and we were feeling pretty good about about our game. And, and then we went to a kind of an open uh, program where you could just kind of show up and play. And so ended up playing against two men and they were amazing. I mean, they were, they were incredible. They were unbelievable how good they were. And they, they just literally toyed with us. And we lost 11 to 1. And all of a sudden, our, our, our confidence got a little bit blown because, of course, these, these guys were amazing. And literally, they toyed with us. And at any time that they wanted to, they could just kind of put the ball wherever it was. So they kind of toyed with us a little bit. And then when they wanted to win, they just hit the ball on some sort of a strange angle that we had absolutely no capability to get. And while we were playing, I was watching a, a, another guy play who was even better than they were. And he literally was so nonchalant, so cavalier about it. And he would just kind of he was hitting it even harder and he would kind of play with the folks and then just he'd put it away. And so it, it was clear that we weren't anywhere near as good as, as these two were playing. And, and I left somewhat distressed, but then I stuck around and watched them play their next game, which was these two guys that were really, really good. And they were playing against two guys that were really, really good as well. I mean, they were much, much better than we were. And they beat them 11-2. So all of a sudden, we weren't very good, but but the guys that were really really good, they were they were even not that good compared to the people that were 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 better. And and of course we'd advanced, and you know we'd moved up. We were now in the in kind of in the big leagues, and we really realized we had a long way to go to be successful. And and that's my entry into podcast seventy seven. And podcast seventy seven is again on keeping your best people, but we're talking about first steps. The first steps when someone leaves nesting and gets to their team and they begin their life in the contact center. We've covered in this keeping your best people, we've covered new hires, nesting, and now we're focusing on the first steps in the contact center. And the the new hire class was called Book Smart, and then the nesting was called Street Smart. And this is first steps, and we're calling this Start smart. 
there is no doubt that every single one of the components of these four messages that I'm going to deliver, each one is important. Because next week we're going to talk about everyday life in the contact center, and that, that's forever and ever and ever, or whatever the season is that you can hold on to people. But this section, their first steps, starting smart, can change your contact center. The opportunity that you have in the first steps of someone coming into your organization, getting their first steps out on the team floor, can change what you're doing in your center. So if you can change and the change can be for the better, let's get started and figure out what we can do to make a change in this environment. And there are three components of first steps, starting smart, that you need to know about. First up is welcome to the team. And that's the beginning of integrating them into your team. And this is a big deal. This is much bigger deal than when they leave. And let me give you an assessment right away. Do you have huge welcoming parties or do you have huge going away parties in your center? If you have huge going away parties, stop them now. The welcome needs to be much bigger than the going away. And we need to be we need to have a core competency of bringing people into the organization, obviously hiring them, nesting them, but we need to have a core competency of integrating them into our team. We need to connect them immediately. We need to connect them with more than just a mentor, more than just somebody coming alongside. We need to be able to connect them with kind of those three types of people that are going to be on your team, right? We've talked about roses, daisies, and weeds. Well, if you're a new hire and you've just come out onto the floor, odds are pretty good you're going to start out as a weed. And then maybe you're going to get to be a daisy. Maybe you've got the potential. Maybe you've got the potential to be a rose at some point or another. But we need to connect them with people that are going to help them in all the different facets of their business. And, and, and when we do that, when we connect them, when we integrate into the team, that means that they get, they become on, they get in the team games. Um, they become a part of the team. They're going to need to not only continue to learn the company's culture, but they're also going to need to learn your culture as well. And then we need to get them right away to understand that they're contributing to our success because we need them. We need them. They're going to make a difference. Not only are they going to contribute, they're going to make a difference because, because we need their help. And we need to tell them thank you that they're there because you know 99% of life in a contact center is just showing up. And, and every person counts because every person showing up, doing their job and doing it effectively and efficiently makes it easier for everybody else. And then when we're welcoming them onto the team, we also need to help them find a friend. You know, whether it's a mentor or, or, or someone that's similarly situated where they are, uh, uh, a peer that, that maybe understands whatever it, is, whatever it is they're going through at that particular time, anything that you can do to connect them and welcome them to the team. I've talked in the past about the fact that new hire, new hire needs to be a little bit more like a fraternity or a sorority rush than it is just bringing somebody on board. We need to welcome them in. We've got a, a wide array of people. We've got tremendous diversity in the contact centers. So we've got to find ways that we can connect them up to people that are, are like them. Maybe it's people that watch the same TV shows or people that like sports or like music or maybe it's somebody that that's that's doing really, really well, but struggling with listening skills or struggling understanding some particular component of what it is you're studying, that could be a, a connection, but we need to find a way to connect them. So we welcome to the team. The second thing is just simply, just kind of here we go, right? We, we need them to lean in, 
be all in and jump into this with both feet. Because th this job is, is a challenge. This job requires, requires a, lot of, a lot of effort, a lot of focus, and there's gonna be some stress, and there's certainly gonna be some bewilderment and a lack of understanding, and, and they're gonna need help, and they're gonna need to learn the ropes. So first off, we need to get them to be all in and jump in by, by, by leaning into the job and encouraging them to say, listen, just, just, just go with it. It's going to be okay. And then when, when they're leaning in, we need to help them to understand and establish their, their pace and, and, and their performance. Right? It, it, it's not a marathon, but, but it's kind of like one. The, the, you know, working in a contact center isn't a sprint. So we've got to create an environment that, that lets them lets them understand and begin to, to, to come to grips with the pace, which means being able to take a, take a deep breath, really using their, you know, their, their time off, you know, and, and, and their breaks and their lunch hour really effectively, uh, effectively so that they can rest, that they can clear their mind, so they can get back in and jump in and, and do the job and the repetition and the stress and the monotony and all the things that come with that. We need to help, help them to understand how to work through you know, after lunch into those, into those early hours in the afternoon and when things are a little bit tough and it becomes a little bit of a struggle. We need to help them to understand that we're working together, that everybody's in this together. We, we are, depending on your contact center, it may be that awful bus ride that you're in together, but we need to work with them to help them to understand and recognize that, that everybody's in it together. And then we also need to help them to see and understand that, that, that you can connect them up with the answer. And a new, a new person on the floor needs a lot of answers. They don't just need technical answers, they, they, but they need company answers, they need relational answers, they need culture answers, they need how, leader answers from the leader, but they also need how to deal with the leader. So they can begin to understand if that's you, you know, your idiosyncrasies, the kind of the way that you lead, uh, if they work for you, then, then what's the culture of how do we lead and how do we respond and how do we come up with a new idea and how do we express uh, our distress or our concern or a, a new idea that we've got or a new concept or, or is it safe to, to communicate that we're struggling? Is it safe to say, I don't know, when we don't know, how do we go about that? What's the process? There's a lot of things that we need to do upfront and the sooner that you do them, the sooner that you overwhelm them, by communicating to them and, and, and being there for them and being connected for them, the sooner they're going to integrate into your team and become a part of your team. And as I've already said, you need them. The third component that we need to communicate and embrace is, is that this is their time to shine. This is their time as they get started to shine in your organization. And that means early success. And early success means a new set of goals, a different set of goals than everybody else has because they're new. It shouldn't be the same. They shouldn't go into your team and immediately fall to the bottom of the performance bin where when they're looking at things, they're, they're, just, they're just low and they're, and, and they're working their way out. And, and yes, they are low and I don't ever want to lose sight of where they are, but they need to have early, early success we need to acknowledge and recognize. If they've got a, a CSAT score that's that's lower than your average, and let's say your average is a 4.75, and they're coming in at 4.4, well then we need to encourage them to go from 4.4 to 4.6. And, and, we, and we need to be excited when they get to 4.6, even though it's lower than what you ultimately need. 
we need to have a different set of goals for these folks. And even if they're the same, you can have you can have goals that are targeted in your system, but you can also have you can also have verbal goals or targets or hey, listen, this is where I want you to be. And they need to know that they're okay as they move through because they are going to struggle. And if you're someone that that it, it, it spends a lot of time with AHT, which means you work in a contact center because you're always concerned about that, you know, high AHT creates an environment where where there's a lot of stress because you you know you've got a high HT and you and, and you're trying to lower it but but the way that you lower it is by becoming more competent the way that you lower it is through repetition the way that you lower it is by by finding the areas that you don't understand getting trained or coached and working through those which brings us to to number 2 and it's time to shine and that is reinforcement coaching your system your supervisors your training department, uh, your 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 uh, uh, front leads, whatever you've got going, need to be reinforcing coaching when these folks are just getting started. And this is your very best chance to change your business. Yes, when you get them into the new hire class, that's critical. Yes, when they go through nesting, that's critical. But right here, right now is where it matters. And let me see if this is you. You sit down and you take a look at your numbers, whether you're looking at your numbers for the month, or you're looking at your numbers for the quarter, and you see, a, you, you see an increase in HT. And everybody goes, that's the new hire class. Or you see a change in uh, job knowledge from your, your customer experience scores, or you see something different, and all of a sudden your numbers go down, and, and significantly down, and they change. And everybody goes, that's a new hire class. Yep, that's when we brought on that new hire class. And you intuitively know when that's going to change. You intuitively know that, that that's the first month, but the next month we're going to get about 15% better. And maybe the next month after that, we're going to, we're going to improve. We're going to be pretty close to what we normally are. If you want to change or you want to improve your business, if you want to be more successful, you change that expectation. And the way you change that expectation is, is, that, you, is that their speed to getting up to speed is faster. And the reason it's faster is because you're more intentional, you're more directed on trying to make that transformation for these first step people quicker for them. And the way that you do that is more coaching, more repetition, more more consideration of the individual areas that they all need to work on so that they can be more successful. And it means using your technology, using your in your intuition, using your past experience, understanding the individual employee, where they, how they learn, how they succeed. This is where you make this change. Don't accept the status quo. Don't accept, well, you know, that's just the way things are. It normally takes them another 90 days to get up to speed or 120 days to get up to speed. And you know what? Out of this class, we're going to end up with a certain number of roses, a certain number of daisies, a certain number of weeds. It doesn't have to be that way. It, it, it may eventually get there, but it doesn't have to be in the same amount of time. It can be faster. It can be better. But this is the point where you have to do it. And, and we, do that by, we do that by obviously better training, better coaching, but we also do that through, through better connection, better engagement. We can have targeted encouragement and training and peers to come alongside and help. It, 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 it's precision 
at this point. They've got a general understanding, but they need to get up to speed. I know you understand contact centers. You understand the way they work. I may have really great average talk time, but there's a couple of issues that I just struggle with. Maybe the whole organization struggles with. And if our average talk time is four minutes, but there's this one type of call that everybody takes and it takes 10 minutes, well, if we get enough of those, it completely throws everything off. But if we can find ways to circumvent that 10 minutes and get it down to six minutes or eight minutes and Maybe that's a technology change. Maybe that's a, 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 a training change. Maybe that's just simply communication or acknowledgement or recognition or, or changing our business process and how we work our way through that. W- whatever it is, those are the ways that you make significant changes, significant improvement. And it works the same way with individuals. But in order to do that, we need to understand where they are. We need to have the tools and the burst training and the coaching readily available. We need to understand how they think. We need to understand what they're feeling. We need to understand their energy level. We need to be in a position to help them get better. I mean, you really are trying to pounce on the opportunity, not pounce on the problem. I mean, it is a problem, but we're trying to pounce on the opportunity, which is going to help them be more successful. And if you've got a strong culture, this really is your culture in action where people are are gathering around, your processes are gathering around, your, your, your mission and your values and the things that make you successful, gathering around to help these people move and to help them get better. I hope that you, I hope that you hear this. I hope that you embrace this. I hope that you can take this in and be purposeful about it. Because this is where we make a difference. This is where we make a change. This is where we get significantly better. This is where if you're the leader, whether a supervisor or a manager or director, this is where you get a promotion. This is where you get a raise. This is where you make a difference in the organization. Right here in the first steps. Yes, all the other ones are important. And the one I'm going to talk to you about next week is as well. But we've talked often and always about the fact that if you get a great start to your day, it's going to be a great day. If you fall behind at the beginning of the day, it's going to be a horrible day. Well, this week we're talking about you starting smart because you recognize the fact that when these people come along, it's here we go, uh, and and it's and it's it's team building, and it's their time to shine. Are you starting smart? Are you starting smart with your people? If you're not, you should. You should get on that right away because you know what there's a new hire class coming in pretty soon or there's already some people in your teams that are right in this first steps and you can make a difference i tell you every week that you can be a great leader this is an example of being a great leader this is an example of working hard focusing on a particular area like first steps and gathering other people around you that can help you that can add some value to this particular area and making a change You want more advice, need more assistance, give me a call. But this is where we start. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. It's been great to talk to you. I have one more component of this four-part series. We've done book smart, street smart, start smart. And next week, we're going to talk about career smart. I hope you'll join me. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.